Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. It's on the block with Strick and Austin, except it hasn't really been about us, and that's awesome. Uh, thanks to Kalita Back of Cedars for joining us uh, near the end of the first hour. Uh, Tom McBride in the second hour. Then we just got done talking with uh, Rock and Ramel Lloyd. Thanks to them for stopping by. Uh, tonight and every night, there are 300 kids staying safely in Cedars. Care, but hundreds more are left needing a safe place just to spend the night. To them, Give to Lincoln Day is more than just a local day of giving. It's an opportunity for warm meals and clean clothing. It's the possibility of leaving the streets forever, and it's a chance to finally live in a home that feels safe. Lincoln's kids need you today. A gift to Cedars makes an immediate impact on this Lincoln community and the kids who have nowhere else to turn. Today on Gift to Lincoln Day, your gift goes even further. Donate at gifttolincoln.com. We suggest that you find Cedars in that drop-down menu. Make your donation there. Again, Stricky threw out the number 21. We're looking for 21 people to donate $21 here by the end of the show. Again, whether online at gifttolincoln.com. Or stop by, say hi to us, we'll shake your hand, shout you out here at Cedars at 6601 Pioneers Boulevard. Joining us on site, had him in studio a couple times, Husker legend, Mr. Bernard Day. B-Day, what's up? Oh, not too much. It's great to be here. Great to have you. Shout out to Richard for the $500 donation as well as to Amy with a $200 donation. We thank you guys. Many more have given some anonymous. Some have said their names to the anonymous givers. We appreciate you as well. Uh, We thank you for your donations today. BD, what's going on? Oh, man, not too much, man. Just got off work. Just came to holler at you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We glad you were able to pop in before we finish out the show. Listen, um, you've... uh, You've played here. You came here. Um, your expect your expect expectations uh, was to come and play. Probably thought you know had you know European and and opportunities at, at other levels in the professional ranks to to play. But ultimately, you came back to the community. What was it about your coming? then exploring all of your talents and everything of the sort and then still finding your way back because this is why the community has broken the the the, the ceiling on what they did last year already by 12:30 and counting so what was it to you though about Lincoln that makes it special like those who have donated today to Cedars and have continued to do wonderful work in this community that led you to, to make your way back? Well, you know, being from Washington, D.C., it was coming to the Midwest, it was a big change. And then when I got here to Lincoln, you know, it was like all of a sudden this felt like a second home to me, mm-hmm. you know, being at the university, then meeting a lot of people. And then from that point, after I kind of got done and played overseas for seven years, I came back and I wanted to raise my boys here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a good place to raise kids, and I just kind of decided to stay. You mentioned, you know, getting to Lincoln. It was like a second home to you. Some of the kids at Cedars know that this is their home. This is where they're living, and that's why we're asking you to support Cedars with a donation. But the other thing is it's not just the physical building. It's the people that are at Cedars. And when you got to your second home in Lincoln, what was it about the coaching staff, the people on your team? Who was it that really helped you through that transition from D.C. to Lincoln? Well, I had a guy on the team, uh, Doug Farley. He was one of the assistant coaches, and he was from D.C., and he kind of helped me with the transition. And, you know, it was like wherever I went, I kind of 
laid back and fit in wherever I go. So, you know, it was just being here. And, and the team, my teammates were great. You know, I just had fun with them. And we went around, especially Henry Buchanan, because, you know, once he got here, we kind of hung out all the time. Derek Vick, Anthony Bayless, you know, we and all kind of. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about it. I mean, yes, they're now going on and they're doing things in Arizona, but they stayed. They stayed for a while, for too. For a long while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it was it was just great. Now, and it's just the camaraderie here and just being around the people is just great. So, BD, um, what are some of the things that you think about this, this, this location that you see the beauty in as far as what, are, what they're doing in the community, how they're uh, touching lives and making a true impact? What are some of those things that you, you, you witness about this, uh, this wonderful place of Cedars? Yeah, it's, I kind of heard about it a while back, and you know, and as they were talking about it, it it was one of those things where you know it's like at that point, what could I do? But then it was like I had so much going on that that I kind of just kind of let it go by. And the things that we do now for the kids, I mean, it's just great. It's just wonderful to see, and you know, it's like if you can donate and give to the. Uh, institution it'll be great today specifically the money that they're getting from give to lincoln day uh most if not all of it is going toward the carriage house that's their newest project uh we had kalita talk to us about it a little bit before like 6800 square feet for you know pregnant pregnant women that you know don't have any other place to go that need you know a spot specifically for them to grow and raise their kids so that's going to make a tangible impact on the community you're making a difference right here right now today and that's absolutely fantastic and bernard when you when you got here as a young man coming from dc i'm sure a lot of it was you know you still had to learn a playbook you had to learn plays you had to you know learn the culture of lincoln how it was different from back home just how important was number one that education piece at the university but number two some of the relationships that, that you had and then that you've carried through to this day yeah the, the, the relationships were great and that was the biggest thing that kind of kept me around because I've met so many people, you know, when I got here, you know, it was like Jerry Shoecraft, mm. Andre Smith, God rest his soul. And, you know, and there's like a bunch of other guys that I kind of met in the community and, you know, we got to talking to them and hanging out with them. And then my teammates and then going to school, I mean, everything just kind of fell into place to kind of make me feel comfortable here and kind of make me want to stay. Because being from D.C. is kind of a fast pace and, you know, you don't want to get kind of caught up in all that <laughs> all that traffic and everything mm -hmm. on rush hour. When you're just sitting still for two, three hours and, you know, here is just so laid back and, you know, in a great place to raise a family. So, you know, I just came back and just decided to stay. Beautiful. Well, um, let's let's do a quick shift. You being a front court player. uh what is it that you've seen out of Nikola Jokic uh, in this playoffs that j just, you know, helps you to see it from a, you know, just, I, I can't even ask the question. I'm like, I'm, I'm just kind of, uh, you know, mesmerized by just how well he's played in his playoffs and how he's put his team on his shoulders. But, but what's your just initial thoughts on, on Jokic? And I'm going to throw a debate out. Did you think it was, um, Embiid's time, or do you think uh, Jokic probably should have had it based on what he was able to do with his team this year? Well, you look at both of them, you know, they both had a great year. Mm -hmm. 
But then, you know, you start trying to go through the playoffs with it and look at it that way. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, Nikola Jokic, is, I mean, he's doing what he's MVP type stuff. And, you know, and Embiid struggled a little bit, you know, maybe because of an injury here or there. But, you know, Jokic, man, he's, I'm, I mean, he's just a different player. And for a guy that Second big. Round. Yeah. For a guy that big to just bring the ball up the floor. Commercial. Yeah. And it's like, hold up. Wait a second. <laughs> if I got him bringing the ball up the floor, I'm taking put a guard on him and make him give the ball up. Mm-hmm. And that guard will be quick enough to get back to guard whoever he needs to guard. But I'm not going to let this big man just constantly bring the ball up the floor and just pick apart my team because that's what exactly he does, man. And then some of those crazy shots he made, man, <laughs> all over his head and just letting yeah. it go 50 feet in the air and nothing but net. It On was the like one crazy. Leg step back. Yeah, it was one, crazy. The one leg dirt fall back. <laughs> like, good God. Um, no, no. See, what, what impressed me, I would say, is all the game that like that team could have gave in at any point in time. And the team is like they're they're settled in his leadership mm-hmm. and there was a big play where he literally just ripped through took uh anthony davis hit him with a shoulder stepped through um um uh schroeder and finished. finished to like basically seal the day mm-hmm. now they're settled so well that and coached so well that they did two things in the ending of the game that impressed me with Coach Malone. One, let's say let's say they could have faltered and failed because of the frustration. You, we've been there. Yeah. Where we knew we was getting a shaft job. Right. We knew, and we so worried about them and the fact of what they're doing that we forget game plan, staying in the, in what we're supposed to be doing. They didn't. They were laughing at it. They were giggling. They, they stayed were, in the moment. They stayed in the moment. They stayed in the moment. So then they let LeBron get it. They take away his right hand. That, see, that's the stuff people miss. They didn't let him go right. They made sure he was going left. And then Jamal Murray just stayed in the pocket. And that was the, and that was the key to the yeah, game right yeah. there. Talk to me. Yeah. And, you know, in, in those instances, too, it's like, okay, do you think he should defer to his teammate <clears throat> who's a shooter? Or do you think he should try to finish it out himself? Because when he made that move to the basket, he could have kicked it back to AD or to the, I can't remember who was on the other side. I think Austin Rivers was in the corner. That's the problem <clears throat> they had a mistake. Austin Rivers should Reeves. have been Reed. Gosh, <laughs> Austin Reeves should have been at the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Because there was a segment where AD had a shot at the end and he missed it, so he wasn't going back to that again. Mm-hmm. AD was struggling this game. He wasn't going, but I'm telling you, Austin Reeves has a burner. If he would have been there, I think I think uh, LeBron might have thought differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kid. I mean, he's been playing great all year, and for him to have the confidence that he has and never yeah. been in that situation before, you know, that was great for him. But it's it's still, you know, it's a couple of those shots, you know, like that fall away that LeBron did from the corner almost. And the shot clock ran out. It was like, why take that shot? But it was only 3.2 mm-hmm. seconds left on the mm-hmm. clock. So, you know, those situations right there is like game plan and running it and doing the right things. You know, you could have got a better shot than that. But, yeah, hey, 
let's shift to the other one. Um, Miami could have closed it out at home. Uh, don't get it done. I think you. I, 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 I venture to say I, I said if I was a betting man, I probably would have put knowing that a week or uh, 10 days of, of off day that, uh, you know, I pretty much say Boston probably going to win this one and the next one. Let's just, let's just, say, let's just say that. There ain't going to be a lot of delays in this game, actually. But do you think they can get it done? Be quick because we they, got about a minute. They kind of fell apart a little bit in that game. You know, it was like Boston started hitting shots. And then, you know, it was like then all of a sudden Miami, they started missing. And, you know, it was like it started going back and forth. But – Boston prevailed. I mean, they came out and they did what they're supposed to do because the last game they weren't hitting shots. This time they were hitting shots. Well, that's us. Old school will be next. We're out of here from Cedars. Peace.